0: dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire book series. This is really, I, like, I thought about you a lot after I watched this episode, and I was really disappointed that you missed out on it. And the HBO Game of Thrones franchises. Well, I do know that the one emotion that comes to most people's minds when they think about me is, in fact, disappointment. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> You're listening to Before the Dragon. Don't tell me what to do. Do, 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 do. Welcome back to Before the Dragon, Matt Murdick with you just by myself once again, as will be the case for most of these, I would imagine. Today we're looking at the differences between Episode 3 of House of the Dragon and the books, specifically Fire and Blood, actually mostly just one chapter of Fire and Blood that most of these comparisons are drawn from. My source is Wiki of Ice and Fire. It's not like I'm going to go and do original research on this stuff when I'm only putting these 15-minute podcasts out once a month anyway, right? But if you have complaints about that, I'm happy to field them. You can send emails to matsaudioblog at gmail.com. You can tweet to at the letter B, the number 4, the dragon pod. On Twitter, you can use the phrase Matt's audio blog, M-A-T-T-S audio blog for Hive or Mastodon. And you can leave comments on the website. Same spelling, that's You can leave comments on our YouTube videos, which, you know, we'd love it if you'd subscribe as well. We'd love it if you'd, uh, as John likes to say, hit that bell, yo, and get notifications when new videos come out, because it's usually an indication that even if you're getting it in an audio podcast form, that's usually an indication that there's a new episode out if your feed isn't already doing that for you. I don't know how anything works anymore. Anyway, you can leave comments on the videos there. YouTube.com, go back to that Twitter spelling, YouTube.com slash at the letter b the number 4 the dragon pod we got a couple of things to take care of up front here first of all it is time to do our actor name day segment happy name day, day. <laughs> <laughs> so i think i forgot last month to wish uh, Rosabelle Laurenti Sellers who played Tyene Sand in Game of Thrones, the one that kissed Braun and actually poisoned him uh, so we've got a Dornish there. Moving into April, we've got another Dornish uh, the original Dornish uh, Oberyn Martell we have Pedro Pascal on April 2nd he's in the news a lot, right? With the Mandalorian and with Uh, The Last of Us, both great shows. Uh, Another Dornish, if you're following the show, uh, Fabian Frankel, who plays Sir Christian Cole, April 6th. Isaac Hempstead Wright, Bran, the King, April 9th. Millie Alcock, our own Princess Rhaenyra, the young version, April 11th. Anthony Flanagan, who played Sir Stefan Darkland we barely saw this season April 11th as well uh Matthew Needham, Larry strong on April 13th Macy Williams Aria she's so stupid now uh April 15th uh Sean Bean Ned, our original beheaded is April 17th. Will Johnson, who played Sir Vaimond Valarian, who is also be added. It's weird how these all go together. April 18th, uh, Gemma Whelan, who played Yara, uh, if you, in the books, you ignore as Asha. April 23rd, Aiden Gillen, everybody's creepy little, little finger. Uh, April 24th, Rory McCann, who plays the Hound. And he is born April 24th as well. And Emily Carey, who plays young Alicent, April 30th. So in April, we got both our young Rhaenyra and our young Alicent. Happy Happy Name day. Day! Okay, so as you know, I've been trying to change up the format a little bit on how we do these descriptions of what the differences in the books are or not. And one of the things that I came to this time around was, well, I've done news things, and I did the meditation app. So I went back to my roots. I went back to my childhood, actually. Well, not childhood. I was a teenager. But I went back to 1985, And the movie St. Elmo's Fire, so that I could do St. Elmo's Fire and Blood. Now, this movie does not hold up by many, many standards in today's world. There's lots of things in there that just aren't really up to snuff as far as the way we think about people today. Uh, so I don't want to emphasize that too much, and I didn't emphasize it because I just basically picked two characters' names and, and red lines that I created, uh, not trying to be too much in character because they're both kind of jerk. Well, everybody in St. Elmo's Fire is kind of a jerk, but then again, everybody in Fire and Blood is kind of a jerk as well, but hopefully the music will make you feel it. I'm not going to recommend if you if you kids have never heard of St. Elmo's Fire, then I don't blame you and i do not encourage you to go back and watch the film because it will probably offend you in some way or another but here is season one episode three house of the dragon as compared to the fire and blood books as presented by billy and alec from saint elmo's fire Yeah, Alec? Yeah, Senator Hodges told me something interesting today. Come on, Alec. Senators have nothing interesting to say, and especially Republican ones. Can we go get drunk? Shut up. You want to get charged with another DWI? Whatever. Really, man? Bancroft told me that the whole scenario of the great hunt in episode 3 of House of the Dragon was completely made up. Said that Viserys had no taste for hunting. Yeah, right. Where'd he get that from? Fire and Blood, Heirs of the Dragon, A Question of Succession. Sounds about right. Yeah, well, didn't they kind of show him being bad at hunting anyway? Seems like the show stayed faithful to the spirit of the books to me. Yeah, about as faithful as you are to your wife and kid. Hey, just saying, man. He also told me that with the three-year time jump between episodes two and three, Rhaenyra should have been long gone from the Red Keep. Oh, boy. I'm going to need a drink. What do you mean? I mean that in the books, Rhaenyra took possession of Dragonstone as her own seat when she came of age in 113 After Conquest. And I do know that the source for that is the same chapter you just cited. Now, what chapter did I just cite? you drunk already? Man, your liver's in bad shape if you're blacking out after a couple of sips. Yeah, okay... So what's the big deal on that one? Who cares where she lives? Does Senator Hodges want to bounce all over Westeros before we get to know these characters? Plus, sets, man. They probably had to build all the sets in a particular order and that spectacular Dragonstone one probably took a little bit of more time and they had to separate it and they had to make the story fit the production schedule or the other way around. I don't know anything about that. You're so drunk, you're probably already just recklessly speculating. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. <laughs> Isn't that what I do about life in general? Hey, are we done with this? Or... Oh, no. You've got more. You are absolutely right that I have more, my friend. How about this? Senator Hodges told me that in the book... Vaemon Valerian is the eldest nephew of Lord Corliss Valerian, whereas in the show, they put him as his younger brother. Same chapter? Same chapter. Okay. Well, t- it seems to me it makes his claim for Driftmark stronger when he gets his head cut off by Damon in episode 8. Hey, man. Spoilers. Come on. You think someone who's listening to a podcast on show and book differences doesn't know the whole season already? come to think of it. I think anyone who's listening to this podcast of a couple of college grads from the mid-80s talk about a show that's over 30 years in their future? All right, all right, all right. But there's more. A lot more. Is this what your senator does instead of passing laws or something? Come on. Leslie's already all over me on this. You know, working both sides. I just pays more. Okay, whatever. Can we just get through this and it be over with so that we can go to the bar okay i'll try to be quick if you promise to put that drink down and listen and no 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 don't you pull out that saxophone billy yeah yeah okay continue please did you know in the books leonard valerian is just given his knighthood he doesn't even earn it And that he doesn't even fight in the Stepstones? Man, that's that's the same chapter. Did this senator read anything other than that chapter? Shut up. And in addition to that, in the show, Viserys doesn't pledge any support for the Stepstones' war against the Crab Feeder until the end of three years. In the books, Viserys does support the war, and it only takes two years. Same chapter. Same chapter. Hey, can we just skip citing the same chapter over and over? Just, just let me know when something is different, okay? Sure, whatever. So here's something: the idea of betrothing Rhaenyra and Aegon is brought by Otto Hightower in the show, but by Alicent in the books. On top of that, in the show, Rhaenyra and Aegon are 17 and two. Ooh, but in the books, they're 16 and six. Sorry, man, but it doesn't make it any less gross to me. Fine. Here's another one. Rhaenyra and Allison's relationship is different in the books than in the show. Probably know that, right? In the books, they aren't friends before their marriage. And they do bond a little bit for the first years of the marriage. But that bond, of course, breaks after Allison starts having kids. And in the show, they are friends before. Yes. And then it's the marriage that gives them the break. I mean, marriages do that, man. Look at me. I sure could use a break from mine. Dude, I don't know if you've ever tried regarding your marriage. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Look, just just continue. The sooner you get this done, the sooner I can put myself back into a state of inebriation. Okay, but most of the rest of this is about marriage or betrothal, so hang on tight, Billy. No. In the books, Viserys is 29 and now Alicent is 18 when they get married. So, Viserys has to be older than 29 at the time that they get married in the show, right? Look, I'd rather have him be a little older in the show than take some of our CGI dragon money and have to put it towards de-aging Patty Constantine for four episodes. Wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. How about the fact that in the show, Lord Jason Lannister promises Rhaenyra a dragon pit... And in the books, that doesn't even happen. Yeah, but the books will tell you, and Senator Hodges even, that the Lannisters were seeking dragons themselves all the time anyway. So the principle is kind of the same between the show and the book. If you want evidence for that, just look in *Fire and Blood, A Time of Testing, The Realm Remade, where Reyna Targaryen figures out that Lord Lyman Lannister is only hosting her to get her to marry one of his sons, and he hopes to get a dragon out of it somehow. And when that doesn't work he even offers enormous sums just to buy dragon eggs outright is there anything else oh he rambled something about corin martell being a potential suitor instead of lannister but he didn't really offer any citations for that one so let's leave that one on the table great now can we go to the bar Really. That's going to do it for this time around, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me once again. We really appreciate it when you leave written reviews on whatever podcast apps that you can. Uh, We appreciate the feedback that you send in as well. And so with that, we'll see you next time around where we'll do Season 1, Episode 4 in some crazy way. Take care.